Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, everybody. I'm John Cena, 16-time WWE champ, saying support Wrestle Talk because they talk about wrestling, and I like it. So do us all a favor and subscribe, please. And thank you. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined... By Luke Owen. Hello, Redacted Nation, and hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm doing spiffing, thanks. I read someone say we should call it the Wrestle Nation until the heat dies down. But even when the heat dies down, do we still bring it back? Well, I think it is so funny. <laughs> it's just such a, a purely, you know, like, swaft nation doesn't offend anyone mm-hmm. because it's so inherently silly. It's so silly. And that's my favourite kind of humour, stuff that is seems offensive, but when you look at it, you're like, no, actually, no, no, it's, it's completely fine. It's just stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a bit like um, there was, uh, I was listening to an Adam Buxton podcast <clears throat> that he did with uh, the League of Gentlemen. Mm. Uh, well, two of them anyway. Um, and they were talking there about the, um, you know, it's it's a different time now. And, and are they uh, ashamed uh, or regretful for some mm. of the characters that they did in the first series of The League of Gentlemen? In particular, Barbara the Cab Driver, who was a cab driver who was going through a sex change. And they uh, presented him. He was a gruff northern lad. Hey, I'm going in for my operation tonight. You know, mm. that sort of thing. And they were like, do you know, do you think now... That probably wasn't the best uh, the best thing to do. And they were like, it was a different time. Yeah. We weren't making fun of anyone. It was just a funny, silly character. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, you haven't watched the revived one. Oh, you saw the first episode. I saw the first episode, yeah. And that, that character sort of jokes about gender pronouns yes. and stuff. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Which yeah. I found very funny. I've been, re- as you've been seeing, I've been mm. re-watching The League of Gentlemen. I've re-watched the first se- uh, series now. How big is that in the States? I don't, there might be a lot of uh, American people or even a German contingent just shaking their heads going, The League of Gentlemen. The League of is what that, now? That, is that that one with Sean Connery? <laughs> that yeah. really awesome film? That's right, yeah. yeah the one, the the one that Sean one. Connery was in and then decided to never make films again. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it went down that well. He was like, well, I've completed movies now. <laughs> I never need to make another movie because... How can you beat perfection? Absolutely, yeah. Mm. So I, I don't know whether the BBC sitcom... Do you call it a sitcom? Sketch really a, show. Sketch show, yeah. Connected sketch show. Connected sketch yeah. show. I'm not sure whether the League of Gentlemen travelled across. And even then, I think a lot of the jokes are very British. Um, very but, British. So, so a lot of Anglophiles love that stuff. The more British, do. the better. The mm, more they don't understand... Because I'm, I'm a... What do you call it? When you love America and American culture. 
uh, Yankophobe. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, there is a you scared of them. There is a word for it. I can't remember. But uh, Yankophile. Yeah, you're right. And uh, the, uh, I love. I laugh at things that I don't get the references of, but I understand how jokes. You know that that was a joke. Mm-hmm. I don't get who insert big celebrity in America, but I have no idea who they are here. Yeah, but I'm gonna laugh. Or very specific presidents. Yeah. Or like congressmen that is probably in the news mm. there, but not here. Yeah, I'm like I'm I'm howling with laughter because I think it's funny. Yeah, and I I appreciate that. Well, maybe that's the way it works as well. Um, but, you know, if you if you are an American listener and you haven't watched The League of Gentlemen, I can't recommend it enough because, man, it still holds up. Yeah, but still it is really I funny. mean, it's proper weird. You it's... can't just you cannot just make a recommendation like that. I suppose you're right. You need it's... to give an asterisk of context. Because it's very dark. It's very gross. It's super gross at times. Mm. It's very... Yeah, dark is the best way to describe it. It's a very black comedy. Yes. Very, like, just gross and disgusting. But at the same time, very witty. Yeah. And very funny. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, the, they, they came back because it was, what, 15 years? Mm-hmm. And they did three, or maybe even 20. Jesus. <laughs> Watch that as a kid. <laughs> that makes uh, me feel old. Oh, God, you're right. It probably is 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's 20 years. Yeah, oh, yeah. dear. That's a bit sickening. So they did a, they did a, uh, a three specials and. What well, one of the sketches isn't funny. It's just so sad about a man talking about another man that he met on holiday, but that man got an illness and he cared for him. And oh my god! And I was like, "Where's the joke coming?" And it just ended. And I was just, I, I don't know if I can carry on with my day. <laughs> I still, have, I've only seen the first one, and it's great. I've, I need to sit down and watch the rest of them. I'm looking forward to it, particularly because now season series two. I should say series two because it's a British thing. Series two, mm. the introduction of Papa Lazarou. Yes, hello, Dave. Yes, it's my wife now. You're my wife now, Dave. Hopefully, people who've never seen it are going to laugh at us doing those impressions. <laughs> that sounds funny. Do you know who hates Papa Lazarou? Probably your wife. My wife. Yes, my wife. She hates that voice, Dave. Mm. It's creepy. So let's do some iTunes reviews. Save the anecdotes after the show Freddie Long writes best podcast Luke and Dolly thank you for put up okay this is I'm going to struggle with, I'm going to add in I reckon this has been written off a Mexican keyboard because my name has a fancy accent mm. Ali yes I like it it's got a little apostrophe instead of the dot for the I so Luke and Ali thank you for put up a and glorious podcast. Are you just going to put a racist accent on it instead? It's not racist. It's just an accent. <laughs> I listen to every new episode when it's live. You don't. <laughs> what is that? See, it's that's not even an accent. No, no. You just started like a voice. Almost started going a bit um, Scarface with it. You know what? I'm going to start from the beginning in a new because the only one I can. I'm just going to read it as Vince McMahon because that's yeah. the only one I can do. No, that's going to hurt my throat. I'm going to do New Yorker. Luke and Ollie, thank you for put up a glorious podcast. I listen to every new episode when it's live. You guys don't sugarcoat anything. You tell it how it, and that's why I love listening to you guys ramble in my book. You guys are definitely not soft. Keep up the good work and uh, run out of steam. And I hope to see and wrestle sketch soon. Well, thank you, Freddie Long. Freddie Long. We got through it in the end. Yeah. I'm not good at accents. And with Reese. Right. With Reese, that's his uh, with username. Reese. 
Love these guys. Listen to them while I, while I work. They get me through the day. I love how they break down each week's episodes in full detail. Keep it up. P.S. I wish y'all would call Chad and Benjamin American Bravo. Instead of American Beta. Well, like thanks, Reese. Yeah. Well, we only did that because it's uh, Alpha Beta, right? I think in some phonetic alphabets, well, the main phonetic alphabet, uh, Bravo is B. Yeah, but I did it more as in it's um, America, uh, Latin, the Greek Latin, 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 yeah. yeah, Greek Latin, yeah, Greek. Well, um, so Alpha is the start of the phonetic alphabet as well. Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta, Echo. Oh, do you want to see me cool. do them all? Fox, <laughs> Gulf, Hotel, India. My dad was a coffer. Uh, India, <laughs> Lima. I, J, no, Juliet, Lima, uh, Kilo, A B C D E F G H I J K. Lima. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar, November, Mike, Papa, Quebec, Romeo, Sierra, Tango, the Unif- Uniform, yeah, <laughs> Uniform, Durden, Durden, Victor, X-Ray, Yankee, Zulu. Oh, mate, well, that was very impressive. Well, that was going to be boring to listen to. So let's get on with the show. We're kicking off the show today talking about SmackDown and the rather stonking US title match between Bobby Roode, who was defending his title against Rusev. And Rusev lost clean. Yeah, he did. And it's interesting as well, because you and I haven't spoken about SmackDown yet. So I no. don't know your thoughts. You haven't seen the SmackDown review that I have done. So I didn't really know what your thoughts were on this match. So you really enjoyed it then? I, I did enjoy it. I mean, I'm not going to say it was the best match of the week. I think uh, Raw had at least two better matches. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I appreciated a match going over three segments. Yeah. Maybe not the Xavier Woods Jinder Mahal one that did a similar thing for the U.S. tournament, but this match I I I, I liked the gravitas. I liked the big time feel. Greg Hamilton did the ring introductions. They both got decent entrances. No one got a jobber entrance. There were the promos building up. It felt like you know credit to SmackDown for first off doing a number one contenders match last week, which Rusev won. The right guy to win, and for making this feel like a big deal. But I. And it was good, but I feel like this was a chance for Rusev to come out looking a bit better. Mm-hmm. And because he's so hot at the moment and you want to grab hold of that momentum, that's how you make new stars, which WWE seemed to have a problem with for a long time. And I, I just thought this wasn't the best way to make Rusev day continue. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was a, a good match. Uh, I thought it got really good by the end. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. felt that it was a match that was really good, but it was hampered by commercial breaks. I felt the commercial yeah. breaks really killed a lot of the momentum that the match was, was getting, and you kind of have to work around that being it a TV match. You have to work around the commercial breaks. And I think the, the, the guys did quite well with that, but the commercial breaks really kind of it kept killing any momentum. You can really get excited into the match because an ad break <laughs> would, would just like, mm. take you out of it again. Um, and as I said in the, the SmackDown review, I hope they can get a pay-per-view match out of this because on pay-per-view they could really tear the house down. But this is my problem. I, I like the match. I like the presentation. But are you interested in seeing a pay-per-view match out of this? That's, that sort of sounds like a WWE conditioned mindset where you're like, oh yeah, I can't wait to see this exact same match again what? with a bit more in a few weeks' time. When really, I want to come out of this match. Maybe Rusev's cheated. Maybe there's some ambiguity in the finish. And then I'm like, oh, I want... Like, give me a reason apart from Randy Orton just coming in and dicking on everyone 
to, to see these two go at it again. And this, you know, this was a clean victory for Bobby. What left is there to tell? The point I was making was less about, oh, based off this match mm. and the outcome of this match, I want to see a pay-per-view match. It was more, I really enjoyed the match. Mm. I hope they can do have a pay-per-view match where there's no commercial breaks to ruin yeah. any momentum. That was more my point as opposed to the story out of this match made me want to see a pay-per-view I match. I see, I see. I'd just like to see these two have a pay-per-view match because they're good. I just jumped down your throat. That's quite I'm, all I'm, right. I'm hot, I'm hot. I'm you said <laughs> Of course, the by the way, the the title is a, a tad tongue in cheek because you know there's there's plenty of Rusev days to go well, around. Every, I mean, every day is Rusev day, and uh, you talk about Rusev being a really hot commodity at the moment, a really mm. hot act. During the opening segment of SmackDown Live, Shane McMahon was talking about how Daniel Bryan keeps giving opportunities to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn when there are other people that deserve these opportunities, and the crowd chanted Rusev Day. He's a really hot act at the moment. You know, Dave Meltzer uh, mentioned on Wrestling Observer the Clash of Champions pay per view. They should have just called an audible and put yeah, the tag straps yeah. on them because they in were so way. in that four way because they were so over at that point. And Rusev, since like, he hasn't won one match. And that was the match that last week. He hasn't won a match in ages. Mm. And it's almost that it's the Zack Ryder thing of this will teach you for getting yourself over. Yeah. And there was a report from Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful. I don't know if you saw that yesterday, where the Rusev Day calendar, a piece of WWE merchandise. And you always think if the merchandise sales are good, that's when WWE starts to take notice. But I don't think that is the case because, you know, Punk's uh, merch was really good. Ryback's was at the time. But they just they cut the legs out of people who aren't they still aren't the ones they only want particular people to make the money, it seems. And Rusev's calendar, which, you know, is a normal calendar, but every day notes that it is Rusev Day. That, so there were 2,500 uh, initial stock cop, uh, products of that. And it sold out that's very incredible. quickly. So they had to order 5,000 more. You know, that's a lot of that's a lot of payday. Rusev payday. I was going to say, that's a big old paycheck mm. for Rusev at the end of the month. You, you want to you wanna ride this momentum. So... What would you have... Because I did enjoy the match. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, you know, Rusev should have won. I'm just saying, how would you have tinkered with it to carry on Rusev's forward momentum? Um, I mean, I mean, would it have been a bad thing if Rusev had won? I mean, it's, it's it may be a bit too early to take yeah. the belt off of, um, off of Bobbles. But if, if Bobby had actually been screwed himself out of the championship, mm. say an Aiden English interference that led to the submission, Rusev won via screwy manner, and he's now the champ, and you have Bobby chasing back for that championship because he was screwed out of the belt, not, yeah. not Rusev. Do it the other way around and have the valiant babyface trying to get back the, the championship that he wrongfully lost. That's actually better than what I was thinking because I'm so obsessed with making Rusev a babyface and Bobby Roode a heel. I was like, no, no, you have Bobby Roode so like there'd be some ambiguity. Oh, no, in the I finish. like this. Yeah, I do, but I don't. Yeah, double turn. Yeah, but maybe that's what you do later on. Mm-hmm. So you have this first bit because you don't just want to change it right away. You're doing Randy Orton Christian. Yes, yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> yeah, you t- you tell this uh, over. You know, this could be your. US title WrestleMania program. The the first pay-per-view encounter, it's Bobby trying to he's doing the chase back because he was cheated out of the Rusev uh, the US title by Aiden English or something and he wins it back. But when he wins it back, he goes a bit heel, man. It's like, whoa. What if he cheats to win? Yeah, or I yeah, cheats to win and then like keeps beating both Aiden English and Rusev down. Or and then like you imagine the build like Bobby Roode can capture English and beat <laughs> 
English down and Rusev's like, oh, I'll get to you. You're talking about kidnapping now. Yeah, that's part <laughs> and parcel. Hit, drive it's, some people over in a car. It's not the way I would book a heel Bobby Roode. Kidnapping is not the heel Bobby Roode that I would book. Would you rather book, because I mean, Aiden English almost as a character, fits with Bobby Roode more. He's glorious. He's got this regal quality. An Aiden English heel turn. Oh, now <laughs> you're talking, mate. Now know, we're talking. You know, like maybe as a trumpet. <laughs> Bobby Roode. And then, being uh, glorious. Oh, now we're talking. But you don't really need to add any more facets to Bobby Roode's entrance. It's good enough as it is, but yeah. maybe that's how you turn it heel. Yeah. Maybe you have Aiden English singing the glorious song oh, rather mate. than the music. Yes, that's how you get please. people to boo the entrance. Oh, lovely. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean this, is, this is all great stuff. This yes. is all great stuff. And, it, and it's, it's a shame as well because that's clearly not the direction they're going because at the end of this match, we got an RKO party out of nowhere. Well, that's what I was going to go on to. I was going to say the way I would end this feud was, you know, Rusev super over and then RK- RKO. Mm-hmm. And then Bobby Roode stands up, RKO. Later on in the main event or something, Roman Reigns, RKO. <sighs> Brock Lesnar stands up, RKO. This is all at Mania. Ronda Rousey gets RKO'd. Just dish him out. Is this what you want Randy Orton to do at Mania this year? Just dish out RKO's? Yeah. You want him to be tri- uh, You want him to be um, Steve Austin at the end of every WWF yeah. pay-per-view that he loses. But it's it's weird because I do not... Obviously, I don't... I don't like that Rusev lost clean and then got laid out by Randy Orton. But I didn't hate it. And I I do enjoy Orton's role in the last two weeks of just RKOing people. That's all he's there to do. I would prefer there to be some follow-up and people to start getting angry. But it's early days. And would a Randy Orton and a US title picture be such a bad thing? Well, this is what I was saying in the SmackDown review. I think it would actually be a good thing for the the United United States Championship division. The you and I. The the UNI Championship division. And I said this on last week's show as well, that the the SmackDown mid-card is is pretty strong at the moment. You've got some really good people in there that you could genuinely say, like, yeah, I could see them in that role. And then this help kind of elevates them a little bit. Your Ty Dillinger's, um, your your Xavier Woods, your Jinder Mahal's. Just like, yeah, let's put them into this picture. Let's elevate some new people. Let's try and create some new stars. And actually, Randy, I'm not taking a step down, but moving into that United States mm. Championship picture can really bolster that division because then you've got a legit main event star in that picture to help get some uh, some new guys over. I think that'd be a great thing. The other way I suppose to look at it is, I mean, he's either done that or he's just being a dick because he came ninth in the SmackDown top ten list. Yeah, or he's just being himself. Or he's just being maybe a dick this and... isn't a creative thing. <sighs> maybe Randy Orton is just running in. Yeah. And just, you know, being a bit of a dick. Can and I... people have to sell for him because, you know, it would look silly. Can I uh, pitch you how I think these uh, meetings go? Sure. Randy walks into uh, the creative meeting room where they've got their 35 writers sat mm. there around a table with their typewriters. And uh, he says, so what am I doing this week? And they're like, oh, well, unfortunately, Randy, like we're trying to build some new stars and... We haven't got anything for you this week. Here's an idea for you. And no one's actually that interested in the other stuff that you do. Yeah. They like the RKO. Well, no, he then goes like, I've got an idea for you. What if I just RKO someone? Mm. And they're like, oh, that's good. Oh, actually, I've got a better idea. What if I RKO two people? Randy, I mean, this this could work. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What if I RKO three people? Well, Randy, the yeah. book it. Let's make it in the segment. That's Anyone how you in, do the following week, yeah. Anyone in particular? I haven't RKO'd Bobby Roode yet. Then do it after his match then. Mm. And uh, he can say, and I won't have to actually wrestle in the dark. I can just come in and do that and get a... I can actually tell the Uber driver to just stay outside. Yeah. Because he's taking me right back home. I get paid the same amount, 
Perfect. I arrive He's got at, a good gig. I'll arrive at 8 p.m. and <laughs> by 10 past, I'll be out the door. Out the door, bath time with the missus, and then play a little bit of Xbox before he goes to bed. <laughs> That's how Randy likes it. The Wrestle Ramble will be right back after these short messages. This episode of Wrestle Ramble is brought to you in part by Patreon. For just $5 a month, you'll get access to the exclusive Wrestle Ramble Extra, where Ollie and I review classic pay-per-views from the past. This month, Patreon backers will get our review of Wrestle Kingdom 10, which featured an all-time classic between Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles. And if you help us reach our next Patreon goal, we'll be able to livestream episodes of Wrestle Ramble on YouTube, as well as new perks like NXT and Ring of Honor reviews. So head over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk for more information and support WrestleTalk. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well-lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Haha, <laughs> it's a Raw review looking jacked, man. Raw kicked off very nicely, freshened up, continuing this sort of soft reboot of Raw and SmackDown with a match. Mm. I actually thought I'd started the show midway through. <laughs> it was a really nice mm. change of pace. Mm. And as I said to you last <laughs> week, I really like the new style of Raw. I like the, the graphics, the way that yeah. the, the, the uh, things are displayed on screen. And I was like... 
it's a Roman Reigns versus Bray Wyatt match. I did Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt, I Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt. I didn't think I'd be interested, but these graphics kind of make me intrigued yeah. by the whole thing. And just the fact that the show kicked off with this, I was like, I'm in. And I'm in promos, promos looking right into the camera for Bray and Roman. Although Bray had a rather awkward line where he said, you know, Roman, because this is the story they're trying to tell. Roman's Roman keeps losing matches. I presume because when he wins at the Elimination Chamber, that's a big deal. He can go on to face Brock. Uh, but Bray says, oh, Roman, how you've fallen. And then I thought, mate, how far have you fallen? <laughs> Did you but see your last year? Elimination Chamber last year. You're in the hottest story in the company with the Viper in the family uh, feud. And you won the title at Elimination Chamber on SmackDown. And then it was just so hard so hard it was like a face plant of a trajectory uh, and the rest of the year he's he saps any energy out of feuds not his not his fault i think bray can't do much more than what he's doing yeah that really is i mean it's yeah it was really unfortunate wording for bray but like this whole this storyline of roman can't win big matches or roman hasn't won big matches i think is a load of hooey really because mm. i mean yeah he doesn't win all the time but it's not like you watch raw and be like roman's on a losing streak yeah they're really deep pushing roman here <laughs> so yeah i mean you the big wins in recent times. Of course, he lost the SummerSlam main event, but he got he got the momentum back with the John Cena victory and then the Shield stuff. They were winning all the time. Then he became Intercontinental Champion. It's a narrative that they're only pushing since Raw 25. Yes, yeah, so he's lost he two lost weeks. the Intercontinental title and then... And then he lost last week. Uh, the rematch, yeah, yeah. to Miz. Uh, but he won here with a pretty good... I, I really enjoyed this match. Yeah, actually. really enjoyed this match. What a shocker. Roman Reigns had a really good match. Um, and so... And and what a shock... Well, even more shockingly, Bray Wyatt's had a really good match. So you're being sarcastic with the first bit. No, I'm being serious with the... Yes, yeah, sarcastic with the first bit, and but then, serious yeah, with the so second Yeah, so you were bit. genuinely surprised. Well, that these two... I mean, I loved the Shield Wyatt family days of Raw because those were some dark days and they were one of the only shining lights and they would end Raw every week with these incredible six-man tags almost like there should have been a title belt created specifically for six-man bouts it's really funny as well with the the Shield Wyatt family feud because I remember it from the the, the February pay-per-view when mm. they had that pay-per-view bout and everyone was chanting this is awesome before just, the match just, even where, where started they, yeah yeah where they because they've been kept apart from before then. They just did their entrances and the crowd were just absolutely rapid. And they yeah. had an absolutely incredible match. That's my memory of that feud. But the WWE Network posted up like when the Shield got back together. Oh, here's the Shield collection, all the best Shield matches. I was stunned at the amount of Shield Wyatt family matches there were. It's like as soon, oh, as, yeah. one, as, soon as one ended, the next one would sound like, it's the Shield versus the Wyatt family. It's like, did this happen all the time? I don't remember this happening all the time. After that February showdown, it was like on an episode of Raw. I think it was in the UK. And then they had the, uh, yeah, whatever pay-per-view that was. But then, yeah, they they had, they they were in like a feud for, I think at least a few months. Crikey. Where they would face each other in various combinations. Yeah. Uh, every week on Raw. But it was awesome. It was like, you know, with Christian and Randy Orton, sometimes, or Usos and The New Day, sometimes I like a repetitive feud. Because the matches were so good. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed this match. There were some really nice spots. There was a spear that Bray Wyatt reversed into a sister Abigail. Yep. And then Roman kicked out of that. And then that got the This Is Awesome chant going. Great. I really enjoyed that. Corey Graves, at one point, compared this feud, so Roman Reigns versus Bray Wyatt, to Lex Luthor and Superman and Batman and the Joker. Yeah. I disagree. Mm. I do not think that these two are just like lifelong nemesis or nemesis. 
Um, Nemesis. Nemesis. Maybe. Um, they're just two people who've had a few, like, had a couple of feuds. I disagree. You I... think that Bray Wyatt is Roman Reigns' Joker? I wish it was. Like, if that's you... A, that's different. Mm, no, but when they came up together, the, the Shield came up around the same time as the Wyatt family, you know, they were kept apart. And then they did... You know, that they had a few singles feuds, just Roman and Bray after those respective factions split up. I wish that was the story that WWE stuck with. And that, because, you know, people were saying a few years ago, and this is why I defend Bray Wyatt so much, because I think the core of his character is so intriguing. People were saying a few years ago, look, Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns, they're going to be headlining WrestleMania in five years. And one of the. <laughs> they were half right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I. Like, who who would be Roman Reigns' Lex Luthor? Bray Wyatt is this this crazed villain who... I mean, I wish he was just... I wish that was more built upon, but well, that's what I used to think. That would be the problem, and that, it, that really is the problem, is that Roman Reigns doesn't have a Joker. He doesn't have a Lex Luthor because... WWE haven't built a Joker or Lex Luthor for for Reigns to have. It's like Austin always had Rock. Austin always had Triple H. Like Roman hasn't got anyone like that, which is he's a got, shame, really. He's got Brock. I suppose you've got Brock, but... Yeah, maybe Brock's his Joker, then. Mm. But Brock's, like... Bray Wyatt... <laughs> That's no laughing matter. <laughs> ...is a crazed man. So that Joker mentality fix. Uh, Brock is more of a beast that the valiant Roman must you slay. You think he's more of a man-bat? Yeah, he's a, he's a man-bat. He's a croc. Come on, <laughs> if he's in it, he's croc Lesnar. Oh, he's croc Lesnar. <laughs> uh, someone please draw a picture and tweet it to us of, of that. So after this match, Reigns, of course, won clean. He's going to go on to the Elimination Chamber. Uh, quite an, uh, They announced this earlier in, in the show, I think just before this match started, that the main event tonight will be between Elias, uh, John Cena and Braun Strowman, people who have already qualified for the Elimination Chamber match, and they will fight. The winner gets to go in last. And I thought, well, Roman Roman is a victim of timing here. So's The Miz. Yeah, so's... I forgot The Miz. I forgot that match was even qualified. I, I know. As soon as they announced that match, I was like, that's a bit unfair to the other three. Yeah. God, just because John Cena's in there, treating him special. Mm. Didn't win, did he? Nah, so, so Reigns will go on to the Elimination Chamber presumably to win, mm -hmm. because then he'll go on to face Brock at WrestleMania. Yeah. And after the match, it's continuing. This feud must continue. Matt Hardy hit the ring <clears> to do some laughing, and then he hit uh, Twist of Fate. While Corey said, this feud is just getting started. Well, of course it is, because you've got to remember, just like I argued with the Revival stuff in DX, Raw 25 is out of canon. None of all the stuff on that show didn't really happen. Well, how... Well, how do you explain the three months before that? Was that just flirting? <laughs> yeah, was that but, foreplay? Well, with they, because it's not in canon, they haven't had a match yet. They just eliminated each other from the Royal Rumble. So really, this feud is just getting started. Sweet Jesus. Mm -hmm. Next up, we had, speaking of Jesus, CrossFit Jesus was backstage <laughs> next. He goes up to Jason Jordan, and they're all chummy after their tag title lost uh, two weeks. Oh, no, a week prior eight days at Royal Rumble where Rollins says to J Jordan man are you okay because we're a team we're a tag team and we're going to recapture our belts and Jordan's like yes I'm fine I've been medically cleared we can do this so it's good buddies yeah and this was the show one of the show length storylines uh, that I, would, I really I liked I really liked yeah. yeah really really big big fan of this Next up, we had uh, Finn Balor and the Balor Club. His valets, <laughs> Luke 
Gallows and Carl Anderson. The problem is, you just said that, like the valets, and mention that to the camera um, or the podcast listeners, as if that's something that we've mentioned on this show before. We haven't. We mentioned it on the Wrestle Ramble Extra. What a nice plug for that ex- that uh, patron exclusive review of Wrestle Kingdom ten that went up yesterday. Oh, it was nice. Yeah, two two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Two hours. It's not our longest episode, but it's mm. two hours thirty seven minutes, I think. And that's on the uh, Wrestle Kingdom ten, the show before everyone left. <laughs> so AJ Styles, Nakamura, Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallows, Doc yeah. Gallows, all left New Japan. The well, pretty much several weeks after that show but yes but the point I was making was that we are, we are now referring to um, uh, Anderson and Gallows as, as Valor's valets mm. although in this they weren't they were his tag team partner yep. because the revival came out it was meant to be a one on one match and then uh, they, <laughs> and they and the revival said but we're a tag team mm. we're not singles wrestlers so we're going to challenge you to a tag team match and they did and they, I genuinely thought there was going to be Luke Gallows because he's the big one but it wasn't it was Carl Anderson which was lovely to see yeah. really I, really nice to see I wrote in my notes I've just got no complaints from that match Balor and Carl Anderson versus The Revival that's you know that's mouthwatering and they had for, for what they were the slot they were given which was just a TV match I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the action I enjoyed it as well it's just a shame that Revival lost It's it's awkward because I wouldn't have Balor lose, mm-hmm. but you've booked yourself into a corner where you don't want Revival to lose, you don't want Balor Club to lose. That this makeshift team of Balor and uh, Anderson really shouldn't be beating the cohesive unit of the Revival. Yeah. They are a tag team; that's their business. Singles competition, sure, but yeah, yeah. It, it was one of my very few not complaints, maybe issues, I suppose I had with this show. But you're right; it's because they booked themselves into a corner. You didn't really want either team to lose, but one team had to lose, and unfortunately, that team was the revival. Um, and they really are sort of they're a bit rudderless at the moment. Yeah, I've read them floundering. Mm, good uh, word use. Next up, we had uh, Sasha Banks watching her Asuka match. Watching at, it. At, at an angle. At, at an angle that all normal human beings watch their iPad, right? Where you, mm. you sit like sit on a, on a sofa, have your iPad next to you, but facing sort of away from you. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it's how I watch my, uh, my iPad all the time, so I can barely see it. Maybe when you become a wrestler for WWE... You've just got to have such good peripherals. But no, that falls down because people sneak up behind you all the time. Also, on this show, the two segments before, Matt Hardy was backstage watching the Roman Reigns oh, yeah. Brady Wyatt match like a normal human being. We couldn't see the TV, mm. but the commentator was like, Matt Hardy there, watching the uh, the match. Like... People back in the back in the day, this is going to make me sound old. Back in the day, when you used to have these backstage segments of people watching their matches, they would just film it as like people watching match, like w- watching the TV, like a normal human being mm. would. But because everything has to be like static camera nonsense, you have to stage it in such an inorganic way. Did I tell you that um, uh, my wife wanted to watch the Ronda Rousey thing uh, from Royal Rumble? No. She heard it in the news and she was like, oh, I'd really like to see the uh, the Ronda Rousey debut. Sure. So I booted up the WWE Network. It's not often that my wife says, can I watch a bit of wrestling? This so was, was a treat for this was Luke Day. This is Luke Day. So I was like, okay, brilliant. Loaded up the network, forwarded it. And we actually watched more or less the end of the Women's Royal Rumble match, mm. which she really enjoyed. She really got into. She was like, she gasped when Sasha Banks got eliminated because she was working alongside the Bellas. She then gasped when Nikki Bella eliminated Brie Bella because like, oh, they're all turning on each other. This is really great. She really got into it. And then the Ronda Rousey thing happened where everyone was standing in a row 
and um, she just said, she goes, I mean, it's really awkward, isn't it? Mm. It's just no one stands like normal human beings. It's just like the presentation is just, it puts me off. And that was her whole thing. She was like, I really want to enjoy that, but the presentation really switched me off from it, and I don't really want to see anything else now. If you want to attract mainstream viewers, and the main thing, the main, like argument lobbied against professional wrestling is that it's fake. If you're an adult, why do you watch that? It's fake. Uh, Making it look fake isn't the best strategy to uh, sort of win those people over. Do you know what will help people over, though? Good acting. Sadly, that wasn't in this segment, though. Yeah, that was the same. Uh, So Sasha Banks is there sort of mourning her loss from the previous week, and Bailey comes and sits down and is like, hey, champ, how's it... (laughs) You know, what really got me here is... They did not mention the Royal Rumble. No, well, of course not. Because Where Banks that... eliminated Bailey. Well, Corey Graves kept saying it on commentary. <laughs> the saviour of misbehaviour. He keeps bringing these things up. Even I if just, the writers don't. I just thought, you know, like, Bailey should sit down there, be... At least mention it. Yeah. Because that... It's it's not like it runs contrary to what the story you're trying to tell. You're trying to tell that there's dissension between them. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, so Bailey comes in and she asks um, Sasha for advice on how to beat Asuka because she's got a match with Asuka uh, later on. Sasha Banks says, I'm not going to give you any of my secrets. Essentially, Sasha Banks kind of like becoming the boss once again. It's Mm. boss time. She was talking about how, you know, she she is going to win. uh, She's going to face Asuka uh, and she's going to beat her and she's going to end the streak and she's going to be women's champion. And then Bailey says, well, I can beat you. So if you can be Asuka, then surely I can be Asuka as well. And the crowd went, ooh. Mm. And it was a nice line, but the segment was pretty awful. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was good from uh, a character thing. But yeah, the execution was, was lacking. Yeah. Next up, we had Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander beating Drew Gulak and Tony Nice in a, in a decent match. Mm, I mean, but yeah. it's, a, it's a cruiserweight match, so... It's, it sort of washes over. Me. This match, I felt, was less about um, showing off the cruiserweights and more about getting Drake Maverick over and getting the tournament over. Mm. Uh, because that's more or less all they talked about was the tournament and, and and really Cedric Alexander because I think that's the guy that they're pushing to be going all the way in this tournament mm. uh, towards the final. Um, I don't think he'll win because I'm still putting my money on Rockstar Spud winning. That's that. I, I really hope. Yeah, Drake Maverick was really good on commentary. He's just... He's so good. He's just, he's he's just, just so good. I genuinely, and I've had a few people message me today saying that this week's two hundred five live was really good, and mm. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to be watching it when I when we finish recording this. It does seem like they're going back to what worked, which was that cruiserweight classic tournament structure, and mm. giving them better matches. It's funny because I'm pretty sure that's what I did for my fantasy booking warfare yeah, on well, how to save the cruiserweights. Just wait for the kings of wrestling. <laughs> Uh, but so th- this, I got into this because of the brutal Cedric Alexander Ooh, shoulder yeah, bump. Really nasty. He, he fell like right down on his shoulder, and then like, I mean, it's hard to know when people are just being very good at their jobs or if they're actually injured. But he was selling the shoulder from then on, and he, he worked. He made me very invested after that. Yeah, I like and this. Drew Gulak takes a awesome lumbar check. <laughs> he really does. Poor old uh, Drew Gulak. You'd have thought that with uh, with Enzo gone, he'd be given his chance to shine. Mm. But he's just been very much yeah. pushed to the background, which is a real shame because you've, you've really got something in Drew Gulak. 
Next up, we had Kurt Angle coming out to forget mm. what he was going to announce. What match was it again? The uh, the, was, um, the, uh, the women's, women's. Uh, the women's Rumble. Rumble. Just had that one. No money um, in the bank. We've no. Had. Uh, oh, First no. Helena uh, Cell. No, we've had that we've one. Had that. That was oh, a while it was ago. the um, no, it was the bra uh, and panties match. That was, the, that was the, too long. Ago. Chamber elimination. Cha- yeah, yeah, yeah. Elimination, elimination chamber. chamber. There we go. Uh, so with the with Alexa Bliss and champion. <laughs> Former champion Bailey. <laughs> Poor old Kurt. He okay. didn't. He did not have a good night here. Kurt Angle, just like Mick Foley, is not a good general manager. Can, can we? Can we? And that, well, like, they, that, but you can't say yeah, that yeah. that Kurt, uh, Mick Foley is a bad general manager because he was once a great commissioner. Yes, and we know that he can do this. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle was once a great general manager for SmackDown back in the day. He can do mm. this, but in 20, 2016, 2017 and 2018, when you're just hampering these guys with too much scripted verbiage, I think they just sort of really struggle with it. I, I understand that. and Also, I, they've been I, made to look incompetent. Yeah, and I empathise with you, but Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan is thriving in this role, and I imagine he has the same sort of material to work with. But Daniel Bryan also has a character. Daniel Bryan has a storyline that he is currently involved in that he can like sink his teeth into and he can kind of work around that. What What is Kurt Angle's character? What is yeah. Kurt Angle's storyline? He's just... He's, he's someone's dad. He's the lad that's there that sort of makes matches sometimes mm. or announces matches when Stephanie McMahon's not there to do it. And not very well. Mm. Because, yeah, he, he does seem to struggle with... People's names. People's names and just that scripted side of stuff, which is crazy because you look back on the guy's mic work back in the day and he, he was one of the best and not only that but back in like when Kangle was first coming in he was given scripted stuff mm. he was like Vince McMahon sat him down and said this is exactly what I want you to say you say these exact words because this is what will work and he was fine with it then I don't know what's happened man. I mean maybe it's just it's, it's old age I mm. suppose but it, not it, being able to wrestle you know that's yeah. half of the half of the the way you tell stories as a wrestler, yeah. if you just stuck to, to talking. But he had, he had a bad night here. But regardless, he <clears> was <throat> here to announce the uh, the women's elimination, who aren't getting qualifying matches. There aren't enough of them. Yeah, but so... someone asked me that on Twitter. I was like, what, who's going to find... <laughs> How are you going to decide? Yeah. There's only seven active women, I think. Pretty much, yeah. Um, so you, just, you had to just announce these names. So in the match are... Um, uh, WWE Women's Champion Bailey, former champion Bailey, Mandy Rose, Mickey James, Sonya Deville, and Sasha Banks, and Alexa Bliss as Kurt. And, to announce. yes, yeah, and Alexa Bliss. Uh, so that's, I mean, there was an advert over the weekend, the preceding weekend, apparently aired in the UFC pay per view or whatever match was on, and it showed that lineup, but Nia Jax was in there. Mm. So it seems, and Meltzer said it looks like they took Nia out. Yeah, well, that makes sense because if you kind of give him neither sort of monster persona, mm. you're trying to rebuild her after the the whole Enzo thing. She's been put into a match with uh, Asuka, and that match is really being built as like a whoa. Yeah, these two are actually going to collide in the ring. Even though they did a couple of weeks ago, but it's on pay per view. And if Nia wins, she's going to be put into the women's uh, championship match at WrestleMania. So this is a really big time match, and it makes As- it makes Nia feel like a big legit monster. And you know, she had a big monster run in the Rumble as well, where it took six women to to eliminate her. So putting her into the chamber where she has to take a pinfall isn't going to help her. But putting her in a really hard forward, a uh, hard for hard-fought match against Asuka will help. Mm. 
I'm excited about this. So Kurt said, Nia ja- also for the pay-per-view, Nia Jax will face Asuka, like you said. And the stipulation is, if Nia wins, she'll be added to the women's championship match at WrestleMania to make it a three-way. Hmm. Which is, like, uh, that's that's great, I think. I think it's great as well. That's that, Because I'm pretty confident Asuka's going to win. You're not going to end the undefeated streak at the pay-per-view before WrestleMania. Well, you say, say that. Say that Charlotte's undefeated pay-per-view say streak Charlotte at Fastlane. Was, yeah. yes. uh, but, so, so I was like, okay, it's going to be Nia Jax. Nia Jax's going to lose but it's going to be a fun match because I enjoyed what they did on Raw the other week. Yeah, I'm looking forward but to it. now they've added this stipulation. I'm more intrigued because I'm like, well, what, you know, how do you get out of this? There's all these possibilities. So this is, that was good booking. I hope they can follow up on it. Yeah. Uh, and then Bliss comes out to give Kurt an even harder time by talking sense. Do you know what? It's really <laughs> funny. So I'm watching this and I'm thinking like, huh, I mean, usually it's Stephanie McMahon that announces these sorts of women's ah. matches things. Why, why is Kurt Angle doing it? And then when Bliss came out to talk down to him, I was like, oh, that's why Kurt is doing this, because Stephanie would never put herself in this position where she's made to look like the idiots. I didn't think of that. That is, <laughs> that is perfectly uh, observed. So Alexa Bliss comes out and says, hey, Kurt, why am I defending my championship in the Elimination Chamber when Brock Lesnar doesn't have to defend his is it because I'm a woman? Are you a sexist, Kurt? And that was... I, I was like, yeah, that is a very good point. I never really thought about it before because that's just the way it is. But as a... Cha- if you if you are a champion, you would be legitimately aggrieved by this. Mm-hmm. And Kurt explains, well, Brock Lesnar had the, the match at the Royal Rumble. You haven't defended your title since October. And then I thought, geez, has it been that long? Well, you know, Kurt's got a point there. Okay, fair play. You must defend your title now. But then Alexa Bliss, I was like agreeing with whoever whoever last spoke. Bliss just then delivered the killer blow. You make the matches. Yeah, it's an excellent point. Which, but I guess that brings it back to the, the start of the argument again. Oh, Kurt makes the matches. That's why you've got to wrestle. Yeah. So... I thought that was... Kurt didn't have an answer. So Kurt just stood there, a bit dumbfounded, yeah, and, and then said, hey, crowd, what do you think? <laughs> and they chanted yes. What happened if they chanted no? There were a few people that the were, were. The were. But like, I think the, the uh, WWE are very confident that when you ask a crowd to chant an answer, they will, ch- they will chant yes, mm. because they just like doing it. So, few. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kurt had a bad night here. Yeah. And um, and Alexa Bliss just sort of walked away from this. But I thought this was a really great segment. And it was the uh, the second women's segment on this show. Yeah, they really are putting a lot of focus on the women's division. And it doesn't feel forced. Nope, not at all. I, I, it's just a natural part of the show now. And it is good. You get a few backstage segments, this in-ring segment, the Asuka Bailey match, which is next. Uh, there was a John Cena mobile phone promo, Black History Month thing, and then Asuka versus Bailey. Well, actually, the current storylines that they're telling... I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this, but you could almost have three WrestleMania matches coming out of the storylines they're coming. They're currently selling. Bailey versus Sasha Banks, Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax, or you know, that's a, another one possible one, and uh, Asuka versus Alexa Bliss for the championship at WrestleMania. Um, Wait, say those again. What? So you got you could have Banks Bailey. Banks Bailey if you uh, if you 
have someone else win the title. You could have uh, Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax mm-hmm. at WrestleMania because that's a storyline you've currently been telling. And you've all got Asuka's WrestleMania match. Mm. Like there are quite a few av- avenues for them to go down to to have many women's matches at WrestleMania. I mean, they're not going to, but there's an opportunity for it. I I wouldn't be so that. Da- um... Well, to shoot that down because this is WWE the narrative they're driving for PR purposes and rightfully so now uh, is that they're going to focus more on the women because their highest paid star and arguably one of their biggest draws is Ronda Rousey she's a woman so this Wrestlemania that's coming up wouldn't it be even better to have quite a few women matches on the show rather than just the standard two championship matches. I, I would be 100% all mm. for that. My worry is, and the only reason why I, I, I said the very dour and very um, cynical, well, yeah, but they probably won't, though, is because WrestleMania, it's already a seven-hour yeah, yeah, show. Yeah. And, like, last year's felt like it had 25 matches on it. Yeah. And now we're kind of asking it to extend it out to, to 35. Well, a lot of matches. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of having, like, the go-home Raw and SmackDowns before these big pay-per-views as you put... When they're shared pay-per-views between both brands culminate some of your feuds on the go home show and I mean, treat that like a mini pay-per-view before the pay-per-view or do what i suggested last year and have wrestlemania across two nights no, it's a bad idea why is that a bad idea i just it works for it works for new japan like why not for wrestle kingdom no but like a new, new beginning, beginning they, they do quite a few shows over several nights like i've why, never why, been a fan of it and actually technically you've got uh wrestle kingdom and new year's dash that's mm. two pay-per-views well, that's raw after mania <laughs> mate come yeah. on now. so uh the uh, see going back to these different feuds i from watching the sasha banks bailey segment and the asuka versus bailey and the previous week of asuka versus sasha banks i thought when i was watching this you know what i want sasha banks to win the title at elimination chamber as a heel and she just becomes obsessed with defeating asuka because that's how she was backstage uh, this week and I, that was really intriguing. What a perfect motivation to finally turn her heel, to finally become the boss character. And Banks, a heel Banks, can defend her title at WrestleMania against uh, Asuka. And then the second match would be Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax, finally blowing off that feud. Those are the two storylines I want to see. And not only that, to further your... Because I, I have the same thing. I mm. want Sasha Banks to win at Elimination Chamber because not only have you got her, her drive to beat uh, Asuka she's never successfully defended her women's championship. So you, that's part of her character, is that she is all, she's always been a paper champion. Mm. And if she then does lose at WrestleMania, that can further her heel character of desperately wanting to get the title back. And then a feud with Bailey for the number one contendership. Yep. This is a programme you can extend out between multiple people for ages. Yeah, uh, big so, fan of this. So the actual Asuka versus Bailey match was fine. I, I, thought, I, I really yeah, enjoyed it. I uh, thought I... I was I enjoyed the Banks uh, Asker match so much. It was an instant classic. Well, it was an instant classic. Michael told Michael yeah. Cole told us. Michael told <laughs> Michael Cole told us. Uh, but yes, I did Bailey tapped to the armbar in a fine match. Yeah, I, I really like this. Two shaked hands afterwards. Yeah. Then uh, the bar cut a promo sitting there in some a, stadium seats. A horrible line from Coach though. Mm. So actually, and in this when they were talking about um, the, the the commentary team, they were talking about how like oh uh, Bailey lost her NXT Women's Championship to Asuka and I was like huh they're talking about NXT I wonder if they're going to keep doing this and then Coach had the horrible line one of my least favourite lines in the entire world because it really makes me hate main uh, main roster commentary the lights are a little bit brighter here oh F off 
Like, just F off. Like, it's your own brand. Stop, like, stop crapping on your own brand by saying, like, yeah, just a bit naff down there, though, innit? I won't have bad words said against Coachman. <laughs> the Miz took on Apollo Crews next. Uh, and I read, like, my first note here was, well, the winner of this definitely isn't winning the chamber. Well, yes. Yeah, this is a warm body match. Yeah, uh, but actually, do you know what? Partway through the match, because I, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was a, I a thought really, it was fine. I thought it was a really good match. Um, but partway through this, until like they announced the the second chance uh, fatal four way for next week's show, mm. I thought to myself, why not put Cruz in this? Like, why not just put Apollo Crews into the Elimination Chamber? It's not going to hurt anyone to yeah, put him yeah. in. It elevates him a little bit and gives him a, a, a platform to shine on. But with the second chance uh, four-way announced, you'd assume that Balor's going to win so that he and Miz can start a program <coughs> inside the chamber. That makes more sense then. But um, yeah, I mean, but prior to that, I wouldn't have minded seeing a Cruz in the match at all. Yeah, I thought Cruz, Cruz has looked good for the last couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah, I thought he was really good here. But Miz winning clean here means, you know, to me, there's no Intercontinental title match at the next paper view no and i suppose you know both chamber you've got two chamber matches it's going to be very those going to be quite long maybe yeah. you haven't got time for it but. Oh, but how can you have two chamber matches on one show surely that's going to burn the crowd out put one on the pre-show and uh yeah miz cut a, a pretty decent promo as always at the start declaring 2018 year of the miz which i quite like yeah i thought it was a good promo this baby girl's going to be born and he's getting mm. a new rea- an unscripted tv show which appears to be the buzzword at the moment because the rocks just announced an unscripted tv show that he signed as well well because i unscripted unscripted that's that's the that's the buzzword that people are using now yeah because you had structured reality was the buzzword for a while which yeah. was scripted reality shows which uh, so next up this is where the storyline's got really three dimensional and nice as we've been saying for ages it's one of the best things going in WW at the moment Rollins comes up he's like come on buddy let's go and uh, kick some bar ass and Kurt Angle's there with Jason Jordan and Jordan looks sympathetically sad like I felt for as soon as I saw Jordan's face and you know you've even without reading the reports of he's got a bad neck injury it seems mm. he underwent neck surgery the day after Raw in the end uh, but hopefully it's minor actually uh, but he, he looks really sad and Jordan goes man I was I was warming up and I felt something go and I asked the medical team and yeah I can't I can't compete I'm so sorry and Seth is a total dick he's such a dick in this segment he's so- like what the hell man you just said we were gonna go he's like yeah, well, he's got a neck injury. Even <laughs> Kurt goes, no, man, he's he's actually injured. Yeah. And Tessa, what? Oh, my championship match. Yeah, what am I going to do? I can't. I'm, I'll be called off and like, postpone. You know, there's many options here. Yeah. And then Roman Reigns is standing behind him and Seth's like, oh, cool, bro. <laughs> Because then big gear change, and then it panned back to Jason Jordan, who was there like smiling with Kurt. And I thought my only thing would be like, why is Jason smiling? He's like, oh, he's found a better friend. Yeah, yeah, Champions Club. No, we're all in it together. That's I the suppose, shield. Oh, I suppose they're all in it together. Yeah. So this uh, this went straight into the bar versus two thirds of the shield, and really, I really appreciated Cesaro and Sheamus right off the bat. They came down to the ring before uh, Reigns and Rollins did, and Cesaro is screaming at the referee. Like, as they would do, because they thought they were facing an injured Jordan and Rollins. Now they're facing Rollins and the undefeatable Reigns, who I suppose had a match earlier in the night. But you can't be happy with that, that late personnel change. Absolutely. like that a lot. So, yeah, this was a this was a good match with a really good finish and an excellent story going throughout. Not only did this have an excellent finish, 
this had the best stipulation that Raw has ever come up with. This is Seth Rollins' last chance at the bar. Mm. It's done. The feud is over. Was, was that part of it? That was part of it. This was his. This was him and jo- him and Jordan's last chance uh, at getting the tag team titles. The feud between Seth oh Rollins and the Bar is finally over. How long has that been? Summer since August. So August, September, October, November, December. Over half a year. Yeah. We've been wow. watching these three people. We did it, man. Oh, we did we it. Did it. We did, it's oh. over. It's over. It was tough going at times, but yeah. I mean, well, it, people have come, people have gone, people have hit the injury list, but the feud is done. I mean, I, w- I want to believe it, <laughs> but I wrote in the news today that uh, in the Raw... What are, you, what are you telling me? In the Raw live events, at least. What are you telling me? For the next few weeks, live events... Finn Balor's going to be teaming with Rollins to take oh, on the bar. I mean, maybe it's just a live show thing. Yeah, maybe. I mean, but you know, you know, what if you know, plans change, man? I don't know. Maybe well, I suppose because uh, I think when they're building up, I mean, they were building up to Seth Dean at WrestleMania, which would have blown off that feud. Then it was going to be Seth Rollins, uh, Seth Rollins, Seth Jordan. <laughs> it was going to be Seth versus himself. But actually, saying that, it bloody well end up being now because mm. Jordan's now on the injured list as well. Seth hasn't got an opponent. What if his opponent's the bar? At WrestleMania. This is like the first year leading up to WrestleMania that Seth hasn't been injured. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone he touches. (laughs) Anyone who goes near him. He's like that guy in Police Academy, you know, where everyone gets injured around him. Uh, Of course, we're not laughing at injuries. It's just just a tragic situation. I mean, Seth has got a WrestleMania curse, the poor lad. So this is a this was a, a good match. I enjoyed it a it's, lot, and there was an was? awesome chant as well. Do you know what it is? It's because he had the great moment where he cashed in the money in the bank. Like the fate has essentially said, "You've had your moment now. Yeah, you can't it. you can't have any more WrestleMania moments. <laughs> Pack it in. Stop trying." Uh, the crowd were really into it. Jo- so uh, a bit way through the match, Rollins is knocked silly. He's on the outside. Jordan comes down and refocuses him. Like, go on, get back in there, man. And I was like, "Oh, come on, Jordan. Yes." Like he actually, it's weird how quickly. Jordan felt like a, a proper baby face rather than the fake baby face he's been, which but equally as good. And uh, it's it's going along, and then Jordan's like, okay, I'm going to help him a bit more here, going back into the, the weird, morally compromised Jordan, and he trips Cesaro. But he trips Cesaro, because, and this is what I loved about this, mm. because Cesaro cheated first. Cesaro yeah. thumbed Seth in the eye to get the advantage, and then when he ran against the ropes, Rollins tripped him, so evening the odds again. Jordan tripped him. Jordan, oh, what is wrong with me? I'm Kurt Angle mm. today, mm. and um, and yet Jordan tripped him, which even at the odds, which I thought was a really great moment for Roll- uh, for Jordan, especially because they're shouting him after the match, and I'm sitting there going like, he was sort of helping out, guys. Yeah, yeah. But you can see both sides of the both which sides. Is why it works? Yeah, yeah, because Reigns is like, mate, get please go away. You you are hot head. We don't need you. You're gonna cost us the match which he ended up doing because the bar were like screw this we're sort of on the losing end here they went to get their championship belts they went to walk out Jordan just stops them like he just stands in front of them not touching them like you're not going anywhere and you can see Rollins starting to get out the ring like no 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 I know what's going to happen that was really nice that moment and Cesaro's like screw you mate and he goes to but like he throws the first punch but Jordan blocks him and clocks him first and that was what caused the DQ loss. The the looks on Reigns and Rollins' faces were perfect. So good. They were just like, and now Rollins has license to be angry at Jordan. 
And he was very was angry. Very him. angry backstage. Very, very angry with him. I thought this was... <laughs> Called him a son of a bee. He certainly did. I not only thought this was a, a really good match, but the finish was great. Mm. Like, storytelling-wise, it was a great finish. And as I said, I think this might be the end. Yeah. At least with the bar's involvement. Uh, so this backstage, Rollins was, of course, shouting at Jordan and called him a son of a bee. Kurt's right there. He's like, hey, now, don't do that to that woman I don't really talk to. <laughs> I've moved on from very quickly. And uh, Seth even said, I wish I injured you myself. Yeah. Great uh, stuff from Seth here. He was, yeah. because he was in his home, excuse me, his home state. He was, oh, was he? That's I why he had his uh, t-shirt that said that. Iowa's own. Right, of course. And Kurt told Jordan quite angrily himself, you know, bad son, <laughs> uh, you should go home. But I, I felt sorry for Jordan here. Um, I felt like that was my... I've been so such a big fan of Jordan's performance. I think he should have been more spoilt. Mm-hmm. Like he should have reacted and a bit earlier when I felt sympathy for him. I shouldn't be feeling sympathy for Jordan. Um, he should have been a bit more of a brat. But maybe like you feeling sympathy for him will really like that. That kind of plays into when he does do his full heel turn. That you you feeling sympathy will make you angry for feeling sympathy for him. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, Braun Strowman had a promo in the midst of all this, saying some people are going to get some hands. Yep. Uh, Nia Jax then had a nice little trio of a video package building up Nia Jax, a squash match. And then a post-match in-ring promo with... Renee Young. Was it Renee Young? Yes, it was Renee, Renee I've, Young. I've actually written down Renee Young. Uh, and says she's going to be that screw. It's a nice, like, triple serving of getting people over. Yeah, I really like this. Did you know that the uh, the girl that she beat was 17? I saw that, yeah. 17? Yeah, Holy yeah. hell. She was born in 2000. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Good Lord. She does an even Monday Night War. <laughs> She never Monday Night Ward. She wasn't there to watch Royal Rumble 2000. Jesus. Uh, then we had in the, I would say, the worst match of the show. Um, Just before we move on from the Nia oh, Jax okay. thing, just because commentary were talking about NXT earlier, mm. they were talking about how, like, oh, man, surely, like, Nia, Nia Jax is going to destroy Asuka. Is Asuka ready for Nia Jax? And you're like, mm, NXT exists. Yeah. And we know that Asuka can beat her use that as part of the storyline I'm a different person now mm. you were lucky when you beat me last time this time you won't be so lucky like I don't know why they don't just use this as character momentum or character building so then we had Mickey James taking on Sonia Deville mm-hmm. Sonia Deville looked really good in this match I thought yeah. her offense I'm, I'm quite a I'm getting quite a big fan of her yeah she, and I think I said this before but she's one of those people that I think is going to be better on the main roster mm. than she was in NXT and she, uh, she she dominated the match but then Mickie James got a surprise roller mm. yeah. which <laughs> but this but this was all like ready to yeah. to build a storyline because then Absolution started to beat down Mickie James and who should make the save but Alexa Bliss yeah. Alexa Bliss pulling out the like a former best friend of hers mm-hmm. because she brought Mickey James back into WWE yeah. and they kind of and Mickey's got this look on her face is like huh and Alexa Bliss has got a look on her face like mate it's fine I've mm. saved you trying to build friends trying to make friendships and make alliances going into elimination chamber which I think is a really nice story yes yeah that is good I hope that we get a, I hope we get some payoff for this next week mm. And finally, the main event was John Cena taking on Elias and Braun Strowman in a triple threat. The winner would get the coveted last entrance place in the Elimination Chamber. Mm -hmm. And it was, I like this match. It was nicely built around 
Uh, Braun just dominating everyone at the start. There was a good bit where I think Braun had Cena down. Elias broke up the pin and Braun just reached up and grabbed his neck and Elias was like, no. And uh, that meant that Cena and Elias, despite feuding rather pointlessly in recent weeks, had to team up to take out Braun with an awesome guitar shot into AA onto the Steel Steps combo. I really like that. Yeah, and actually it was really well told in that because uh, Cena had tried to give Braun the AA earlier in the match but mm. just couldn't lift him and essentially just like Braun just fell on top of him but because of the guitar smash John Cena was able to lift him up and it was only because of the guitar smash he was able to lift him so that's not, that's really protects Braun um, from, from taking the move as well and then yeah he AA'd onto a chair but Frank and Braun rose from the dead um, like later on in the match to go in and Killed them once again with some running power slams. Yeah, so Elias and Cena had, with once Braun was down, they had a little match, but Braun was quickly back in, running power slam on Cena. Elias throws Braun out and gets the pin on Cena, mm-hmm. which was which was a really nice, I thought that was a good, but the Wrestling Observer really didn't like that. Oh, really? Yeah, especially with the finish. It's like, well, why did you do that to Elias? You've been in John Cena too much. Braun's the one who stands tall at the end. I love the idea of Elias being last yeah, in the match. I, I do too. A lot of people on Reddit, uh, when I read some sort of theories of what they might do, have Elias in his chamber for the whole thing, singing a song. And then like when Braun comes out, Elias like, I'm behind the, the chamber, you can't get me. And Braun just rips off the chamber. I think that's the way to do it. Yeah. And beats the hell out of Elias. But he's not technically part of the match yet, so you can't pin him because he's the, he needs to enter. First I think that could be great. Yeah, first thing you do is rip the door off, then take the guitar out of his hand and snap it. Yes. Then you yeah, beat up yeah. Elias. Yeah, so the actual finish finish, the end of Raw, was Braun power slamming Elias and Cena over and over again. And then you can hear Cena say, take it slow, man. Do a few more. Soak it in. Play up to the crowd. So Braun goes over to the turnbuckle, plays up to the crowd, and the crowd are like, yeah. It was mad awkward, this. Mad awkward. Mm. Um, and it's a shame. It's, it's you know, diminishing returns. So we've seen Braun do this. We've seen him end shows this way. We're just like, you just constantly do the power slams. I like it, I though. Like I like it as yeah, well, I... but when you do it again and again mm. and again, it's it's law of diminishing returns. Not, but, like, sometimes, this is a spot to me. This, is, this isn't, like, an angle where you can only do an angle so many times. It's a spot, and usually spots get over. They're, you know, you do your spots because you know they're going to get cheers. Like, Stone Cold Steve Austin stunnering, stunnering everyone always gets a cheer. I, I, I was a bit baffled by the crowd reaction here. I, I don't disagree with this. As on paper, I thought mm-hmm. it was a good idea. I thought people would cheer it. And I like it when people are like, one more time. Because it's fun to watch Braun throw people around. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was just awkward the way it was dealt with. It's a SmackDown review, Magal. I love it. We got us a flying Uso. SmackDown opened with guess what? Oh, was it a match? No. Oh, man. Um. Uh, oh, uh, a Kevin Owens promo. No. Uh, a Sami Zayn promo. Nope. An AJ Styles promo. Nope. Uh, a Daniel Bryan promo. Get close. Oh, Shane McMahon promo. Shane McMahon. And you know what he talked about? He talked about uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, he just recapped everything from the previous week. Uh, And how they keep getting title shots, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. He's like, come out, Brian, to explain yourself. And Brian says, you know, quite, look, there was a mistake at the Royal Rumble. So they deserve another title shot. And I orchestrated a scenario 
where they're going to tear each other apart. Yeah, you should be happy about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, to cut to the chase, I thought this was a really long and boring segment. It went nearly mm. 15 minutes. Was it that long? It was so long. And only re- when I was going back to, to recap it for this show and I was trying to get some screen grabs, I was like, man, this is long. It's so long. And it was... and. What, what annoyed me about this and what annoys me about when WWE do 15 minute promo segments is that the storyline doesn't feel m- very like, much furthered than mm. it was when the, the 15 minutes started not only that if you can recap it in two minutes then the segment only needs to be two minutes or a video package or a video which pack- is a lot more visually exciting absolutely yeah and you had Tom Todd Phillips sorry not Todd not Tom Todd Phillips. it's Todd it's, it is Todd Phillips um, you had him at the start saying like tonight's main event is going to be mm. Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn in an number one contendership match it's the first thing that Shane says tonight's main event it's like, we know mate yeah we've seen it yeah it's it's uh, it's annoying um, but I, I I did find this uh, segment repetitive I think there was a moment where Shane just repeated an entire paragraph from a few exchanges earlier yeah. probably because he forgot his lines just sweating profusely but I did like the line about Brian living vicariously nice. through Owens and Zane and that was you know that was the first real time that they've acknowledged in WWE in recent months that Brian wants to return to the ring mm-hmm and it was just, uh, you know, I'm not saying that reveals anything. I was just saying it's it's interesting and it's definitely worth considering because this could not am- amount to anything. It's just a nice line. But equally, this could be the sowing of a seed for maybe Brian getting physical in WWE. Again. Maybe. I mean, I've I kind of my WrestleMania dream match for this would be Shane and Brian versus Kevin and Sammy, um, but. I'm, I don't want to get excited with the thought that Brian might return to the ring. Mm. I just, I'm trying to, trying to hedge my bets a little bit. And then AJ Styles came out and said, "It's the house I built." Yeah, pretty much. Not and, really needed. And but he did come out and say a great line where he's like, "I'm sick of you guys obsessing over Kevin and Sammy." And I was like, "Mate, me too." He said that quite a few times in over the month, uh, recent month. So next up, uh, New Day are on the social media lounge duty. After Breezango well, were the previous I, week. This was just to make Corey Graves jokes, right? Uh, what did they say? They were just rubbing pancakes on each other. No, no, because they do it like this whole thing. Anytime they were asked questions, it was like, uh, can Corey, uh, Corey Graves win in a street fight? Uh, could Corey Graves um, right. uh, book a right hand or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It was basically just <laughs> to make jokes about Corey Graves and Booker T. Did you hear the Corey Graves line on Raw? No. So he said something to Coachman like, be careful, Coachman. You don't want to say something like that and then end up on working on local radio. <laughs> Which is, of course, potentially a jab at Booker T. I mean, you say potentially, that sounds like a jab at Booker it T. It is such a big story. Yeah. Like a lot of people, I, you know, it's been re- perceived as a big story. A lot of people are playing around with it and it's weird. It's a weird. <laughs> I went back and I watched when Booker T went crazy at Scott Stamford for calling him G.I. Bro. Yeah. And put he puts the stinking stink eye. And Booker T's like, what did you just say? I oh, can't do a, an accent. But Corey Graves is the one holding Booker back and fighting Booker's corner. I, mean, I don't think I've known Oh, this. man, I, I, in oh, that man. clip, I'll show it to you. It's really interesting. Next up, uh, AJ Styles bumps into Nakamura backstage. I like this recurring thing. Nakamura just cheekily comes up to him and says... I'm going to beat you at WrestleMania. That's it. That's all he needs to say. And away he goes. Rockstar. 
There was no, no graphics no this graphics. week. No graphics. I was there waiting for them during the Usos I promo. Sit there waiting for them to do the lockdown thing and the graphics come up. I mean, we'll talk about that promo later, but it really felt like an apology for last week's promo. I missed it. I missed the, <laughs> oh. the gates. This is your fault as well. You told them to stop doing it. I, I'm kidding. It was deplorable. <laughs> AJ and Nakamura. So in that Wrestle Kingdom 10 Patreon exclusive podcast, we nice get, of course, AJ Styles and Nakamura face off in the semi-main event. And uh, yeah, it was just, and that was their first one-on-one encounter, and which means mm. WrestleMania will be their second. Yeah, at least on pay-per-view. I don't know. They might have done it on house shows. Yeah, they might have fought the next night at New Year's Dash. Hmm, I can't remember. I can't remember either. But uh, it's interesting to to watch because we literally watched that in the last few days to to see that and their characters now, which. Uh, a lot more goofy cartoony than their New Japan characters yeah but well, still w- equally exciting WWE is a live action cartoon Charlotte beat Liv Morgan next yeah so <clears throat> right this feud is Charlotte versus the Riot Squad because the Riot Squad beat her down last week after mm. Charlotte pretty much dispatched of them on her own three on one at a disadvantage and uh, after this Charlotte beat Liv Morgan and then like even though the Riot Squad were constantly interfering throughout the match, Charlotte still won. And then she went out to the commentary and was like, that's one down, that's two to go. And I thought, mate, why are you bothering? Because you've, you quite easily are winning this mm. feud. Like, I, I, just, I wouldn't waste your time doing this. What point are you making? Maybe it's a revenge thing. Yeah. No, I mean, it's... for me, this Liv Morgan should have won. Here. This, that's how I would have booked this match. So Charlotte can't win when they're interfere when they keep interfering. Build towards mm. a cage match where she can just get Ruby right on her own yeah. with no interference from the Riot Squad. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. you like do that, right? I, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. This is a pointless feud. It's, it's filler. It's, it's filling time. Filling for time until Ronda, Ronda gets there. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, uh, Black History Month segment. Then a Kevin Owens interview backstage outside his locker room door. Which, you know, implies him and Zayn addressing separately mm. this week ahead of their main event match against each other. Renee Young asks KO about Sammy and he just says, yep, yeah, just says he's going to beat Sammy. Really. Yeah. Can Sammy handle losing? Do you want to take this bit? Uh, the Bludgeon Brothers ones uh, against some local competitors. That was it. But still fun. Still fun. I d- the match opened, like, as soon as the bell rang. Luke Harper launched out of nowhere with a what drop kick. Wonderful. And like, Rowan, on the outside, ran round and took out the other guy with a crossbody. It, I, it was, they were they were big guys throwing themselves I, at smaller guys. Mate, jump on the Blood, Bludgeon Brothers bandwagon, <laughs> mate. I'm, I'm the one who's, who's driving mm. this home. Isn't but, it interesting how I like them more now they're not doing their goofy promos? Yes. Yeah. Because they're actually they're just wrestling yeah, and yeah. being awesome. Um, I still like the hammers though, particularly at the end of this. So they were about to, they were mm. leaving the ring. The Usos came down. This is my favorite feud on SmackDown at the moment. Yeah, because like there was just this wonderful moment. The Usos are walking towards them, being all like Uso-ish, and they're just being hard. And the the brother brothers are just staring them down. And then Harper just puts a hand on Eric Rowan as if to say, "Now's not the time." But they just—they don't acknowledge him. They're don't just acknowledge staring, like, staring like, ahead. Mate, we're going to win. Look at us. Now's not the time to prove that. And yeah. they just pick up their hammers, sling them over the shoulder, and walk away. And I'm like, this is why the hammers rule. Mm. This is why the hammers are awesome. Yeah, it's uh, that was that was really possibly the best thing on the show. Oh, uh, far yeah, and away, yeah. it was the best thing on the show. Really, yeah. really liked it. And this went into one hell of an Usos promo. Those guys can talk. 
I mean, as I said, man, this was a, an apology for last week. It was like, hey, you didn't really hear the promo last week because of all this, the goofy graphics. Mm. So we're just going to send them out again to essentially do the same promo. But um, it's all good now. Now you can just watch and enjoy it. And I enjoyed the heckings out of it. They were talking about how they've gone from lo- like from being face-painted, colourful characters. Now they're in black and white. Now they're more themselves. My favourite line was when he goes, we've gone from being they're all right to they're the best tag team in the company like oh, it was great great stuff it must have been like so cathartic for them to say all that stuff because that's a shoot yeah. surely like this is coming from the heart and it's authentic like I, you know the usos must have had input in the content of this promo you know just based on the way they they speak and their pattern of delivery no they're so unique unless they've got a dedicated very talented writer working on them whereas everyone else pretty much sounds the same did and it just shows the difference you let gut you put faith in guys to write their own stuff or at least have influence on their own stuff and speak in their own style and they they excel and look uh, you know to couple that the jericho and kevin owens stuff from last year you mm. hear the interviews it was all Jericho and Owens that we yeah, saw in that. Yeah. The Festival of Friendship, your favourite segment of one of your favourite segments of the last 10 years, that was Jericho and Owens' idea. They came up with that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and it, it is always good to, to kind of give your talents a little bit more. Also, there was a nice little uh, shoot comment from, uh, was it Jay, the one that was arrested, or Jimmy? Jimmy was the one that was arrested? I cannot remember. Whichever one was arrested. I mm. uh, was talking about how, like, you don't want to spend a night in a jail cell on a cold, concrete ground. Trust me, I know. Yeah. Nice. But uh, most importantly of the episode, we finally got to find out who's in the SmackDown Top 10. Who the SmackDown Top 10 Mm. is. So from 10 to 1, should we do this? Uh, number ten, Ty Dillinger. Of course, number of course. It's this is totally totally a shoot. People definitely voted, and just by chance, Ty's at number ten. Yeah, I was going to say he's just a number. That's his gimmick. Who the hell vote for Ty Dillinger, honestly? Like, in kayfabe terms, who's voting for him? Uh, number nine, Randy Orton. Number eight, Becky Lynch. Number seven, The Usos. Number six, The New Day. Number five, Rude. Uh, Bobby Rude uh, is number four, Naomi. Number three, Nakamura. Number two, Charlotte. Number one, AJ Styles. So, hmm. at, singularly, taking it as this just one week, this seems quite arbitrary. This seems pretty pointless. Hmm. But, give this a couple of weeks... And this could really build characters. This can really it can be woven into storylines, and I think this could really pay off for people. I think there's a lot to be worked out from this because Randy Orton can be really annoyed that he wasn't higher. You can have like how do the used uh, the Usos feel that they were voted lower than the New Day? Where's Rusev Day in all mm. of this? Like there's some stuff that you can really glean from this to build characters. I'm I'm, I'm behind this only because I'm optimistic about yeah. what could happen from it. Singularly, it seems redundant, but the bigger picture, I think, could be good. I, I'm intrigued by it, and they did build on it ever so slightly when the New Day spoke about it in a segment later on, and they showed a few tweets of people like, I should be higher. But at the end of the day, this isn't anything... You know, the, the way it's set up, these are the locker rooms voting on who they think the best people are which is why it's i assume such a babyface dominated list because heels would only you know they wouldn't vote but you what about the honor among heels where they just vote for each other maybe could have a heel right up there at least that would create some intrigue it's just it means nothing but if this was an authority figure led ranking system then 
but then then you can more realistically build storylines around it because at the moment it's just a backstage popularity contest which i have no interest in seeing feuds spin out of but if it's a shame at man and daniel bryan saying these are the people you know and this person will get a title shot number one contender yada 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 that's how I would much prefer a ranking system to be made. I, I don't see any mileage in it. Although I like the, the concept, that the underpinning reason behind it, I, I can't see me being interested in it so ever. So what you're asking for is an authority-led storyline? No, no. Just, Maybe we've got one of those. It's been going yes. on for months now. We, we were just talking about how we're sick of authority-led storylines. But do it better. <laughs> of course sorry come on like you, you don't think that if it was a rankings you know here's your US title top 5 here's your tag team top 5 there is there is a better way of doing this because like I, if it was me I wouldn't have had champions in there because I would have used this to yeah, kind of like determine point. who number one contenders should be because going by this list you can't have AJ you can't have Nakamura because he's already got it which means Bobby Roode should be the new number one contender once that once Nakamura's mm-hmm. had his shot at Wrestlemania like if you use it to build that then it, it, it works but it's having champions in there kind of muddies it because AJ should always be AJ and Charlotte should always be in the top two you know they can they can change yeah. but they should always be the top two um, so after that we had uh, well, we've already covered it so we'll only gloss over it but a nice Rusev Day promo in the gym Aiden English is doing his singing shtick and Rusev is furiously laterally pulling doing some lateral pull downs in the background and he just shouts Machka at yep. one point point. and yeah they had that match that we spoke about earlier uh, Ru- uh, Aiden English while singing his song had the lyrics on screen mm. with a bouncing Rusev head now I've been to a lot of sing-alongs in my time and it's very important to make sure the timing yes. is right. And the timing was not quite right. But I think it's a fun gimmick. I liked it. And th- did you notice that the expression on changed, a mini yeah. bobbin head Rusev changed? Yeah, yeah. like that. So, uh, yeah, that was, it was, we've already spoken about that. Yeah. Gable and Benjamin beat the Ascension up next because American Beta are cleaning up the tag team division. Breezango are a joke. So we're going to, you know, beat up your best friends, presumably building to a match against Breezango. Uh, a pay-per-view. Yeah, so they, they don't like comedy tag teams. Mm. That's their that's their gimmick now. Um, and it's good. And you know what was really great in this, actually? I loved Victor's uh, babyface comeback. I was going to say, it is nice to see the Ascension in action. Yeah. I thought he I made forgot a, they were good. He made a wonderful babyface mm. comeback. And it, is, it shows why they were once really over when they were in NXT. Mm. Kind of granted, they were given a very easy role. They were undefeated and they were just unstoppable. And they were tag champs for a year. Guaranteed to get them over, I suppose. But I, I really liked them in this yeah. match. And I, I enjoyed this segment. This is a, ni- a nice, solid undercard feud. Yeah. You know, so you, you've got your tag title feud. And then this is a nice secondary feud underneath that big fan and you've got bludgeon brothers waiting in the wings it's all very nice uh the crowd were dead though yes but they just had the big uh, it, this was the buffer just match. Had the top 10 the, oh yeah this was the buffer match this was the um the the women's match in a 1998 paper yeah uh then Sami Zayn had a brief promo backstage saying he'll stop at nothing to get his title shot and it was the main event kevin owens versus Sami Zayn. Uh, oh, actually, Dolph Ziggler returns next week in a, in a gimmick, small graphic. That gimmick is going well, then. I rewound. Like, it happens. I'd made the note, and then I was like, did I, did I make that up? Mm. I rewound it just to make sure that it was there. It was. How ridiculous. And he'll be facing <laughs> Baron Corbin. Whoa! Which suggests he'll be a... F- I don't even care. <laughs> uh, Styles came out for commentary Do for this what? main event. I don't think he does either. Mm. And uh, this was this was a really nicely told match because 
they both want to win, but they are both apprehensive. They're both heels, but they're trying to be respectful to each other. It was a lot of feeling out and nice grappling at the start, and then it got you know progressively stiffer, shoulder tackles, arm drags. Uh, then Sammy slapped KO and it went went up a notch. I, I like this. And it was crazy how quickly, as soon as like Sammy slapped KO, my mind was like, Sammy's a baby face. Mm-hmm. And I just saw Sammy as the, the old baby face of old. Yeah, he did work kind of the, the baby face off mm. this match. And it was, um, I thought this was actually a really great match. It just had an awful finish. The finish was super lame mm. and actually made me a bit angry. I just got annoyed by it. Yeah, because it was, it was a good match. You had the Swanton Bomb from KO, Tornado DDT through the turnbuckles from Sammy. This is awesome, chant from the crowd. Zane kicks out of a frog splash. I was on the edge of my seat for that. The Blue Thunder Bomb is over as a near fall as well. But then outside, Sammy starts mouthing off to AJ. So Styles, being the hothead that he is, attacks Sammy and then very quickly attacks Kevin Owens. I've seen some people say, well, surely that's a Sammy victory. But, you know, referee discretion sometimes. AJ clearly went for both of them. Mm-hmm. So I I don't mind if it's a double DQ. Yeah, I, I just thought this was a bit lame. Particularly because, like, all week we've had a lot of messages from people. We've had a lot of comments on videos as well about, like, ideas for this match and what, what could happen. Mm. And in the end, it just ended up being a straight-up wrestling match with a lame finish. Yeah. And it's a, it's a real shame. And as I said in the SmackDown review, I, I hope against hope that this is all a master plan by Kevin and Sammy, that they're trying to fall, like, fool everyone into a false sense of security, that they are currently warring against each other, but actually they're best friends mm. and they're going to be fine come fast lane. And they're, they're kind of playing Daniel Bryan or they're, they're working with Daniel Bryan. They're just playing Shane and playing AJ. I really hope that is because it's too early to split this team up. And if you are splitting this team up, they've done it in a very lame way. Completely agree, yeah. Brian came out and he made a triple threat match at Fastlane between KO Zane and AJ. Uh, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's it's not intriguing. We've seen this last month. I know it's a, as a handicap, but it's a bit tired. It's not a... It's like one... The whole storyline since Sammy's heel turn has been, like, low-key interesting. Mm-hmm. It's never been like, oh, that's so interesting. I can't wait to see what happens next week. It's like, okay, it's long, long build, low key interesting. But this is your main event storyline. You want proper cliffhangers. You want, uh, and it's not delivering for me. And it's starting to harm things that I like, which is the KO and Sammy relationship. Yeah. It's a real shame because they had the perfect way to book this match. Like you said, just finger poker doom, both down. After loads of that arguing, like that Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens segment, and then they both tap each other, double pin, it's a, it's it's a, a triple draw. threat. And it has the same outcome. Yeah, and then you can leave that on the cliffhanger of what's the what's the match, what's the main mm. event. For, and you can have AJ standing up saying, like, well, what's my who am I facing at Fastlane? Leave that as your cliffhanger. Yeah. Build some intrigue into next week. But we, I suppose we have got intrigue for next week. Because Dolph Ziggler's, Dolph Ziggler's face, returning. Face, well, facing Baron Corbin. Make sure you tune in next week to Wrestle Ramble for that. And of course, to this Saturday's Wrestle Ramble, where we'll finally be deciding January's Wrestle Ramble War winner. That's, but, a, that's a cliffhanger. Yeah, but now, in but the meantime. You are, I know you're about to say click oh, the videos. Oh, man, because of the vote. I don't care about the vote well, anymore. I know you don't care about the vote. I was gonna, I'm running asking, which show did you prefer? Uh, raw. We're wrapping raw, this up. Raw, 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 by quite a way, actually. Same here. Yes. Yeah. 
bad episode of SmackDown this week. The more I think about it, the more annoyed I get. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it wasn't amazing. Yeah. Uh, but I would I would put it as just under average, not bad. I mean, I gave it an Ellsworthy. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's exactly yeah, In just under average. Yeah, yeah. You said you had an anecdote. Well, you said to me because okay, so peeling back the curtain a little bit here in the in the restaurant studio, I'm currently like hoiled in a different part of the studio at the mm. moment for reasons we can't quite go into but I am I've been segregated essentially so I'm essentially living in a cupboard at the yeah. moment. I am Harry Potter and because of that you that, and I that without context this sounds weird it does right? sound weird. and it sounds like you're bullying me which no. you, which absolutely you're not 100% you are not but um, I am. I'm just. I'm just in a different part of the studio uh, living like Harry Potter mm. I don't actually have lights I just have two lamps You've got that, one light. I can't. I don't know Did you not light. know there was a light in yeah, there? Yeah, but I don't know where the light switch is. I'll show you. Oh, I'll thanks. Show you. Thanks, man. Yeah. But because of, the, because of that, we don't get to talk as much as we used no. to because usually we sit on the like on the same desk more or less mm. on each other's laps. Um, and you asked me when I got into the studio uh, today when we came in to record the Wrestle Ramble. Hey, man, didn't you start a new quest this week in Dungeons and Dragons? And I said, Yeah, on Monday. And you were like, Whoa. That whole day we spent apart from each other on the Tuesday feels like like we haven't talked all week, spoken all week. The crazy thing is, we have been talking. We've been talking loads. We talk like this. We recorded the Wrestle Ramble Extra podcast on Tuesday and Monday, and Wrestle Ramble Normal. So we do talk all the three time. hours a day, like solidly to each other. Yeah, but just not about real life. <laughs> this and this is the time when we get to tell yeah. these sorts of stories. So I did start a new quest uh, this week, and this was one constructed by your dungeon master. Indeed, not it out is. of the box. Not out of the box. This is a DM constructed uh, a quest. Did you see Ember Moon is a Dungeons and Dragons? Player? I did. I think mm. you mentioned this when we were talking about who we would be friends with in. Uh, in WWE mm. and uh, I said I wonder who I could start a D&D group with and uh, there we go Ember Moon would yeah. be and I, I, that's fine because I think she's grand mm. in fact I like her even more now I know she plays she's gone up in my estimations yeah so far never really connected with me so high and I, that should be her character like, like, like Finn Balor's character should be I like Lego mm. I build Lego that's what I do his his evil weapon is to just scatter some Lego <laughs> on the ring, yeah. and then someone steps on it. Yes, I know. Progress did this match before everyone comments. You ever hear about that? No. Oh, it was a, a download. They had a Lego on the floor match, oh. and the wrestlers had to do it barefoot, <laughs> and there was Lego pieces all over the floor. Deary me, devastating. Oh, yeah. Um. So anyway, so I've only got one quick story to tell from this quest, but we're going through this town that's on fire basically <laughs> because uh, the zombies in cloaks have set fire wow. to the whole place and we found not a... in cloaks well this is it because I, I'm so I'm a, a monk who has a, can control the power of the elements so I was able to kind of like guide the fire to set their cloaks on fire it did no damage to them but it would do like fire damage in in, right. in previous round in next rounds um, but we found a, a woman hold up in a house and she said uh, oh my son Peter is missing can mm. you find him so we found this barn. Well, we found someone else who said, oh, I think he's in the barn. Barn's very much on fire. Uh, so I bravely said, I'm going in. I'm going to go in there. It. So, it. Well, yeah, it might be good. might be a good thing for us to rescue this boy. So I managed to get in there. I managed to make my way through the fire. I managed to climb a rope that was basically on fire. So I managed to get in. Mm. And it's very dangerous. And um, my DM is constantly sort of like rolling dice behind his board. So instantly I'm thinking like, something bad's happening mm. here. And uh, I had to like do constitution saving rolls. I had to make sure I could get through the fire and stuff. I was also using some of my elemental powers to create water bombs to put out some of the fire. 
Uh, and then eventually two of my other compatriots joined in. And, uh, about time. About time, yeah. But the more we sort of made through, the more the, the structure was starting to look like it was going to collapse. And uh, my, my DM uh, essentially said, when we found the child, we found him right in the corner, and he said, you, you, know, you need to get out because this place is going to collapse very soon. Mm. So it came around to my turn, and I thought, do you know what, guys? I'm getting us out of here. Because I, I unfortunately had inhaled too much smoke, so my, my movement was gone from 10 to 5 feet, and it was going to take me at least 25 to get out. I was like, there's no way I'm getting out of this alive. So I said, guys, I'm going to use one of my key spells. Key KI, which was a, a water whip. I was able to create a, a whip made out of water. No. And I was going to swing it around and I was going to put all the fire out so then we wouldn't be able to, then we wouldn't have any fire damage to take and we could just stroll on out of here. It'll be fine. Like an aquatic cowboy. Exactly. And I thought this will be brilliant. I've made such a smart choice here. I definitely saved mm. the day. And then I rolled a one, which oh. is a critical failure. Oh, wow. That's the worst one. That is the absolute worst thing you can roll in Dungeons and Dragons. And uh, so, as my DM described it, my I cascaded my whip around, destroying each and every one of the foundations of oh, the building, no. and I brought the entire barn down on us. And the poor boy. Well, yes. Uh, so <laughs> I managed to crush. You gave him a more gruesome death. We we cr- I crushed three people, myself included, and the, <laughs> and the small child. And two of our other group members had to come over and like find us, uh, dig us out of the rubble oh, while damn. we were constantly taking damage. That had to be very quick in in picking out, the, uh, you know, lifting up all the rubble off of us. And the, that boy is definitely dead. No, he's still alive. He, oh, blimey. We just about managed to like survive. He uh, survived with like two health. He w- he nearly died, mm. but um. Yeah, it was um, a bit of an embarrassment. I had a bit of egg on my face because um, that's the se- it was the second critical failure I'd rolled in that campaign as well, or in that in that little bit of the uh, the adventure. Oh well, you can't win them all, as I found with my expensive nut butter purchase. <laughs> so yeah, so just before we recorded the rest of the main WrestleMania podcast, he listened to, oh, he said to me. I've got a great anecdote for the podcast about nut butter. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. No, I didn't say great. <laughs> I'm not so presumptuous to say great. But tell me about this nut butter. So I was on my uh, sort of food website of choice and they had a third off sale on. They've mm. always got some kind of sale on. That's how they entice you in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm a sucker for it. I'm a chump. And... Uh, there was you usually get almond butter because peanut butter is great almond butter now that is the butter of that's the nut butter of kings it's a lot healthier it just tastes delicious and but what's that what's that down there I've never seen that down there that at the bottom of the nut butter page oh it's because it's 30 quid a tub whoa 30 quid that's $160 Americans pistachio butter Pistachio butter. A kilogram of crushed, butterized, I think that's the term, pistachios. Pistachios a are kilogram? expensive. Yeah, it's a kilogram tub. That's a big tub. It's not that big. It's like that, you know, that big. That's I'm a lot of peanut sun. butter. It is, but it lasts for a while. Not when, you, not when you eat half a kilogram a day. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I get the pistachio butter after much furore. Because the the delivery driver didn't put a a slip through the door. Mm. The website gave me the wrong house number that it was supposedly dropped off at. I knocked around multiple doors in my building looking like an idiot. And then one guy said, oh, no, we haven't got it. 
that I don't know what you're talking about. He knocks on my door three hours later. Oh, yeah, we did have it. It's not a small box. It was a massive box. And we don't live in large flats. This seemed a bit, that seemed a bit shady. No, I think he, he said his other half um, also gets stuff from this website. So mm. he thought it was hers. Okay. But I did check to make sure nothing had gone missing. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, but yeah, the pistachio butter came and it was so, so. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. So I spent 20 quid on that. Oh, so it wasn't 30 quid then? It wasn't 30 quid. RRP 30 quid. Right. Uh, and it was, yeah, it's just so, so. Oh, so I'm a bit disappointed. I, don't, I was just, a, you know, pistachio ice cream mm-hmm. tastes amazing and sweet. Yeah. It's like the non-amazing, non-sweet version of that. That is very disappointing. Yeah, I had high hopes. My uh, my wife recently got uh, some uh, a coat delivered um, via a website, and we had to go pick that up from a neighbour. Mm. And usually, like, it's either either side... Uh, for our neighbours, but this was two doors down, which we've never—I've never been to before. That's an indie song. <laughs> so it was two doors down. So I went and, and, and I knocked there, mm. and uh, took a little while. Little old dear, just like peeped around the door, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I mean, this is, bear in mind—I I, I almost don't want to tell this story. But she sort of peeped around the door, just like hello. And I was like, oh hi, uh, I'm from—I don't say my house number. I'm from that uh, door down there. Uh, I think you've got one of our packages. And she was like, oh. Yeah, no, I um, Mar- uh, Margaret um, is the woman who used to live there, and she was like, um, oh, I I know Margaret. We've been we were friends for thirty years, mm. but uh, I don't get out uh, a lot anymore these days. Actually, I I can't ah. leave the house. She's sort of house ridden, and as soon as she was saying this to me, she was like, I didn't recognise the name on the thing, and I suddenly realised I put two and two together. Margaret died in the house that we bought mm. and she left it to no one which is why we managed to buy it sort of off the off the council more or less mm. um, or bought it off the estate and I don't think she knew because she oh, was like they're friends for years she can't leave the house so she hadn't heard the news she didn't know that we'd been living there for two years was she did her face check what um, I, d- I, was think, there a I, think, I think there were cogs that were wearing in her head the cogs were wearing in my head and all of a sudden I didn't know what to say you just just lie so yeah we live with her now yeah I was, I was like oh I was She's like doing great. Oh, thank you for the package I oh, need oh wow. and, just, and I got home I felt so bad I was like oh, I should have said something mm. but what can you say oh that lady died <laughs> you, did, you did a real life uh, critical failure role <laughs> I think with that because that was a chance occurrence just have bad luck this week. No, I think a, I think a critical role failed. I'll go like, oh no, she's dead. She's <laughs> definitely dead, mate. No, no, critical fail would like like you'd have just accidentally killed her too. <laughs> <laughs> just the whole house falls down in in embers. Oh. Okay, let's do some iTunes reviews to get out of here. Yeah. From I Todd five God, that is a technological name. That sounds I Todd. That sounds like a rubbish movie from two thousand and one. Yeah, yeah. Or the, the the fifth instalment of a rubbish movie. <laughs> a guy called Todd. He's he's made an app of himself. An app? Come on, it's two thousand. Ah, uh, yeah. It would uh, be a floppy disc. A floppy disc. A CD ROM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. CD ROM. That's yeah. I Todd. Yeah. Number or like, five. Or like how uh, Hollywood sort of saw the internet in the mid nineties mm. with like Lawnmower Man and what virtual reality really is. What would the fifth instalment of I Todd have as its subtitle? Well, you, see, you can't just have I Todd five well, My here's my thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking this is the the first one. This is this was a standalone movie and it was called I Todd five point mm. And it's about a guy who creates a CD ROM of and it's a game called I Todd. Yes. But unfortunately that CD ROM becomes self aware. 
and starts traveling mm. through phone lines. Oh. And it starts killing people that way. That's nice. Let's pitch it. They just write all these at the bad. I'm going to say it, man. SWAF <gasps> is the title of this review. By far one of the best wrestling podcasts out there. There are, sorry. Fantasy Booking Raw and SmackDown reviews are great. I can listen to you guys ramble all day. Sometimes I do. The crap gimmicks are a favourite of mine. Only thing I haven't liked was that Luke didn't like the Liverpool patch Seamus had on his jacket. And then he's done like a sort of suggestive smile... Uh, smirky face smirky emoji keep up the good work Luke and Ollie thanks iTog Um we haven't done crap gimmicks for ages mm. I, so I want to set you up with that email address and then we can get submissions we'll start put, putting out shouts for them and why do people do that just a random assortment of letters that we can't They've just hit the keyboard for their username. Ollie and Luke alive. With what's that emoji? Siren. Siren emoji. Like we're Cesaro's old entrance music. Yeah. It's, or still Scott Steiner's old yeah. entrance music. Well, it's still technically the, bar, the start of the mm. bar's entrance music. Right to censor's old entrance music. Yes. Well, that was more of a car alarm than yeah, a siren. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 My uh, my wife and I were talking about emojis the other day, and sort of mm. showing our age, where we were talking about um, how like I, we like to spoon each other. Particularly, she likes to jetpack me. Yeah, and jetpack, yeah. and she, uh, I said, I was like, I mean, you'd think with the amount of spooning that goes on these days, maybe the kids just don't spoon nowadays. I mean, I don't even think there's a spoon emoji. They just happy slap. They just <laughs> and then the next day, my wife texts me saying, like, there is a spoon emoji. Well, like a, a culinary, utensil. a culinary spoon, yeah. So I tell you, I mean, this shook my world the other day, or was it like last week. The spoon that I thought was a spoon, you know, in recipes, here's a spoon of this, a spoon of that. Yeah. That's not the spoon I know. It's a larger spoon. What are you talking about? So, I, you know, spoons that we have at the, you've got your teaspoons, the tiny yeah. spoons, then you've got a normal spoon. A tablespoon. No. That's not a tablespoon. What are you talking about? That's, yeah, that's oh, yeah, a tablespoon. That's, that's a tablespoon. So, no, it's not. It's a dessert spoon. What? The spoons, the size of the, the large spoons in this studio yeah. and the ones I use at home and have done my entire life. The ones that everyone uses. They are dessert spoons. A tablespoon, the clue's in a name, is to serve. It's it's a spoon for the table. No. It's a lot larger. No. Because we got a, a spoon set for Christmas for measuring stuff out and I was like what's this joke spoon <laughs> is this for Big Show and but it's not it's my, my girlfriend said no that's that's a tablespoon and I was just like no no, no, no this is a tablespoon <laughs> no that's a dessert spoon and I was like no, no why, why, why are you saying this why are you lying straight to my face no no yeah that's crazy I didn't even know there were multiple designs of spoons until yeah. I uh, went round to my wife when I first started um, dating my girlfriend uh, well, she was my girlfriend at the time, and they had two different spoons in their drawer. And I was like, "Well, one of these is a spoon, the sort yeah. of spoon that I would use, and these other ones have got much more of a rounded end to it." Right, a soup spoon. That's what she yeah, said. She was yeah. like, "That's a soup spoon." Yeah, I and knew I was like, that "Spoon." And I was like, "Right." And she's like, "Do you not have soup spoons?" Oh man, you're like, a peasant. I was like, "No, we have spoons, like just regular spoons." Soup spoons are much easier <laughs> to eat soup. They've been designed that way. I suppose that's so. their name. Although I didn't even realise that such a thing existed. The first um, uh, Christmas that my girlfriend and I spent together, she bought her mum for Christmas an olive spoon. 
Oh, I haven't heard that one. Is it tiny, just for is the it, size of an olive? It is, but it's also got holes in it. So when you dip it into no. the olives, all <gasps> the oil drains off it, so you have a dry oh, olive. That's fancy. It's so fancy. Yeah. I didn't even know these things existed, but she just said to me, oh, I'm getting an olive spoon for my mum, as if it was normal vernacular. Yeah. Yeah. As if everyone <laughs> has, a, has a word spoon, as a word spoon, as an olive spoon. We are so spoon, unspoon <laughs> So if anyone listens this far into the podcast... Past the past the show, yeah. past most of the out show, we were doing the reviews, <laughs> and we've got a second wind of rambling. Tweet us, tweet us what other kinds of spoons there are. <laughs> <laughs> we are now on a quest to catalogue every spoon known to man. Let's get uh, on with this get, review. Let's do this review. If My you... wife thinks I say spoon funny. Say it again. Spoon. Spoon. I guess I think you it's because you say oh, spoon. Spoon. I mean, spoon. I didn't want to say. I didn't make it that elongated. <laughs> but if you all, if you all ever stop making this these podcast and your YouTube videos and your Wrestle Talk news, I will literally kill myself. Oh, cranky. I thought we were going to end oh, on a happier note. Yeah, I thought that was going somewhere better. Well, we won't end it. Yeah. At, right now, love you guys. Keep it up, please. <laughs> and remember, there's only one word to describe you, and I'm gonna spell it out for you. I'm gonna do it again. S W A F T. Swaft. And I'll replace Luke for Wednesday if you let me. Why oh! are you being replaced? No, this was ages ago. Look, that's before you got married. That was on your wedding day. No, it wasn't. I got married on the twenty seventh. My apologies. You were away. Did I? In your. Oh my god, my wife listens oh, to this. Oh no. Hopefully not this long. No, she does. She listens to the whole thing. I think it's the 27th. It's the well, 27th. I'm pretty sure it's the 27th. Well, you were you were away at this point. You know, this yeah. is the one where I couldn't find anyone to do the That's Wednesday right, show. yeah. Anyway. Anyway, well, thank you so much for the review anyway. Yeah, thank you. Had a random assortment of letters. Yeah. That was a long intro and outro. Yeah, it's good, We've right? We've done ourselves. Yeah. So, yes, we will be back on uh, Saturday with the... The stuff, stuff, yeah, with more <laughs> well, stuff. Yeah, um, uh, it's probably news and a bit of mailbag, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, but we'll see you then. Love you, bye. bye. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.